Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. Oh my goodness, so much going on. So, well, yesterday I manifested a new car. Not a brand new car, a used car, but just my kind of car. And it was everything I asked for because the night before, no, two nights before, I, um, when I had time to address the situation that I was suddenly carless because my car was beyond fixing, I just reached out. Like, this is what I've been saying. It's like, we have to have a powwow with our higher selves, with God, with the universe, and just engage that, that relationship. So I did engage the relationship and I'm, I never really consider myself a car person, but I realized since I drive a car, I'm a car person, um, at that level and that I can ask for things about it that I would love to have. And one of them was great car mileage. And another one was, um, comfort when I'm driving, like a comfortable vehicle for my long trips and air conditioning and yeah so and then i asked for a car that was a perfect match to my frequency Mm. and what i got was a prius which is it was a great price it was from the owners and they took exceptional care of it so i have all their paperwork and documents and they oil changed it and it's just fantastic so i am i'm thrilled absolutely thrilled i could not believe it was so effortless to do this because it was one of the first cars I saw and I messaged them and uh, or emailed them and they messaged me back on my phone and let me know it was still available. And then I was going through Delaware because I was on an island and that's why I didn't have a podcast the last two days. I was not available and it was amazing. It was just amazing. I just had this good feeling and it was perfect. So, um, ah. Uh, I'm just really ecstatic about how easy and effortless it is when we put our, if you want to call it effort, in the right place. So the right place for me was in speaking to non-physical or my higher self about what I wanted. That was where the effort was. That actually was the hardest thing for me because I didn't want to have to um, pick a car. And I almost even felt that putting my list on my things that I wanted was picking it, but that was fine. Like it was totally fine. It pushed me into this place where it's time to take ownership of the fact that you're going to have something and you wanted to have the specs that you want. And cars are just as valuable as art supplies. Get that? Cars are just as good as art supplies. So, and my car does a lot for me. It takes me everywhere I want to go. It takes me to teach. It takes me to functions. It takes me to the island to work on my houses. It hauls things for me. And that's why I can't have a motorcycle or something because I wouldn't be able to put anything on it. 
So this was exceptional and I'm really ecstatic. So I just want to remind you that if there's something that you want, um, then you have to you have to ask for it and then you have to be ready to follow the inspired action. And for me, the inspired action was to look on Craigslist. I did a dealership once and I just decided that wasn't a good fit for me to do that again. I didn't want to buy a new car because I didn't want that down payment and I didn't want monthly payments. And so Craigslist was perfect. And because I didn't want a dealership, I skipped all the dealership ads. And I just looked at only the ads that were there by individuals. And then I felt through the language. So I might have spent all of a half hour on Craigslist, maybe not even. And I came up with three possibilities. And then I was going to look on Facebook Marketplace. I skimmed through that for a little while, but I didn't really find anything to follow up on. So this is how nice this is. It's just really, oh, I don't know how to say it. It's like, what do you want? Like, I really want to go to Smith Island and live there. And so I'm establishing my roots there and I'm letting the universe, I have no idea how it's going to happen. I have none, no idea, but I'm really excited for it. So ah, this is like a whirlwind of possibility coming into our experience now that we are so knowing this, that we can so engage this level of manifestation. It's really cool. So um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What do you want? What do you really, really want? Maybe you want a significant other to share your life with. Maybe you want a better job. Maybe you want to live someplace else. Like I have this declaration that I always live on the water. And I even thought it might have been too much to ask for when I asked to live with Ursula. I don't even know if I remember that she really lived on the water. But it's wild that, that that's so much ingrained in me that I live near the water that I would manifest a place on the water where I could swim. Oh my gosh, Bella and I love swimming in the lake in the back. We love it. It's so much fun. And Bella's going to have her birthday party out there. It's going to be awesome. And then on the way home yesterday, Ursula sent me a message that our neighbor was playing a gig. And I was like, let's go. Can we go? You know, is it private or can we go? And she said, yes, we can go. So we, as soon as I got home, we had a bite to eat at home since they didn't sell food there. And then we took off to go to this winery to listen to him play. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I took video for Bella because I want Bella to see what musicians do. I think she's going to love it. And, oh, and then I got inspired to possibly ask Tor to play at Bella's birthday party because I think she would love it. Absolutely love it. And I think it'll up her game too, because he is just such a, a powerhouse of a, a player and he doesn't hold back and Bella doesn't hold back. And I think it's going to show her that that's how, you know, like she's right on point and that's how we do it. I think it's going to be really cool for her. So maybe they'll be able to play a few songs together too. Ah, so Dun, 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 dun. Um, I think, yes, perfect timing. Okay, so 
I want to grab the Pima Chandran book again and see if there's something in here that we can talk about. We might have to overdo it till tomorrow. So here's one called Living at Crossroads. She says, my teacher said, whatever occurs in the confused mind is regarded as the path. Everything is workable. It is a fearless proclamation, the lion's roar. If we find ourselves in what seems like a rotten or painful situation and we think, well, how is this enlightenment? We can just remember this notion of the path that what seems undesirable in our lives doesn't have to be, doesn't have to put us to sleep. What seems undesirable in our lives doesn't have to trigger habitual reactions. We can let it show us where we're at and let it remind us that the teachings encourage precision and gentleness with loving kindness toward every moment. When we live this way, we feel frequently, maybe continuously, at a crossroads, never knowing what's ahead. It's an insecure way to live. We often find ourselves in the middle of a dilemma. What should I do about the fact that somebody is angry with me? What should I do about the fact that I'm angry with somebody? Basically, the instruction is not to try to solve the problem, but instead to use it as a question about how to let this very situation wake us up further rather than lull us into ignorance. We can use a difficult situation to encourage ourselves to take a leap, to step into that ambiguity. Now, I can see how this would sound really confusing um, and also leave you with no answer rather than answers. But I love to come back. Like when I'm in a situation like that, I love to take the other people out of the equation because it seems like they stay in the equation if I'm letting it hang out there. So what I do is I say this person is perfect just as they are. Their behavior is perfect just as the, it is. And I might even say my behavior is perfect just as it is. And then feel what came before. So if my behavior is perfect just as it is and I got angry, well, it's perfect because it's stemming from a belief system that would engage the anger. So now I have to go before the anger to the belief system. Now there is something I can do something about. So it's like that in many ways with a lot of things. So I love that they're saying it teaches us the path because the path is often what came before. It's not what lies ahead. So it's like if we can go and find out what was the source of our even having the thought, having the reaction. Because in any given situation, you can have people having many different reactions many different experiences. And it's because all of our interpretation of what's going on now stems from the programs we are running based on belief systems. Isn't that interesting? So we can have new programs. We can have programs that say it's not impolite to burp or fart. We could have programs that say that. And then that way, when something like that happens, it's just a thing. We could have programs that just say my that mothers never disrespect their children no matter what they do. What do you think of that? Children never disrespect their parents no matter what they do. So that I would never have to even go to this place of judging behavior as disrespectful because it wouldn't be an option anymore. So do you see how in, in deep this goes? It goes really intricate. So you have to watch for those reactions that you're having because they are the telltale sign that you have a belief that may not be serving you. 
because what would it be if you didn't have that belief? It would just be someone having their own journey, having their own moment. If you weren't taking it personally, if you didn't have expectations that it be something other than it is. So this I really like. I like to look at situations and allow them, look at them and allow, not look at them and try to fix them or change them out there because that isn't what is meant to be. If I'm going to change something, I have to change it from within me. I have to change it from my own expectation, from my own judgment. <clears throat> and if I'm being on point, then I want to go to a place of no judgment. And so if I'm having a repetitive reaction that implies that there is judgment, then I have to go change the belief system, the thought pattern that started, uh, that kicked in to even establish judgment. That's what I want to do. I want to get to that beforehand. And then I want to change it. And um, if you're new to this, you might be saying, well, that's just weird. Dad. Like You can't change something like that. It took you years to get there. So what makes you think you can change it? Well, I know I can change it because once I bring my awareness to it, I have choices. I am full of choices. I'm choices all the time, every day. That is what being a human being is. A dog may not have choices. But a human most definitely has choices. So um, I get to, one, bring so much awareness to that belief system that I know exactly what is causing the problem. And by doing that, I establish a firm definition of what that belief system is. I can just nail it. You know, like my belief systems about relationships is uh, is distrust or whatever it is. I can... I can nail it is uh, not to trust people or people are disrespectful, whatever it is causing you harm. What is your belief about relationships? What is your belief about your career, about where you live, about um, what you deserve and what you're worthy of, what children are, what being a parent means? It doesn't matter what you want to define. If it's an area you're having trouble with, then that's the area to go into. And then once you find out what you've defined, and, and let it please come naturally. Let it come out, not what you wish it was, but what it actually is. And you'll feel the truth in that. And it probably will upset you. And that's okay. It's totally okay. It, it's all good. And once you see it though, now you can say no more. Now you can do a little ceremony or have a little practice or just say no more and um, be done with it and write the new belief. And that new belief done at a conscious level, intentionally, for the highest good of all, is going to make a difference. It's going to change things. And you'll you'll find that you're not judging yourself for noticing if the other one comes up again. You'll just remind yourself, oh, no, no, this is the program we're using. Super. Oh, my God, I'm releasing. Release, release, release. So, so much superness in being able to support yourself, being able to make your own choices, and being able to define what it is that you want in your life. Yay. <laughs> That's a lot. That is a lot. So anyway, with all of that, have a wonderful day. And I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow because I will be here. Love you. Bye now. Mwah. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. 
This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.